Welcome to a new episode of Talking Rivals, a weekly show exploring everything about the best rivalry, best bleeping rivalry in baseball, co-hosted by Patrick covering the Boston Red Sox and co-hosted by myself covering the New York Yankees. And remember, you could follow us on Twitter at Talking Rivals. Also, Patrick at Patrick Trotty and myself at CP7NY. And you could also find us at TalkingRivals.com. And you can find our podcasts wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon. And you can also find us on Sportswire Radio, which is at sportsinarium.com backslash player. And you can follow the station manager there for all the scheduling of all the other great shows, including ours. Uh, Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017. So, Patrick, another busy uh, week in MLB hot stove. Uh, Yankees signed uh Carlos Rodon and Boston. I'm not sure what they're doing. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Right. Too yeah. Um <laughs> the, the one that really I mean we'll start with the Rodon side because you know I thought I actually thought he was going to get that seventh year and I yep. know he wanted what do you what was their camp saying? 30 million a year? Yeah seven to get yeah I so think six so. for what was it 162? Yep. I you can't say it's a bargain when you pay 162 million, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it's a pretty it's a good deal, I think, for both sides. Um, and what is he like 30? Yeah, 30, and he's got the injury history, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know what? I hate to say it, but most of these pitchers, you're just one pitch away from having injury history anyway. So True. it's you know. The way you can, the way I look at it is, yes, he's had the injuries in the past, but that also means it's less innings on his arm. Right. Yeah, that's so true. He's not a typical thirty-year-old starting pitcher that's pitched, you know, five straight two hundred inning seasons. That's true. So, and he's yeah. a lefty. Look, that's that's a really good topic. The I saw a poll where it was pretty much split. Who's got the best one-two in the AL East? Besides Baltimore and Boston, it's the Yankees with Cole and Rodon, mm-hmm. Glasnow and McClanahan in mm-hmm. Tampa, and then Manoa and Gossman in Toronto. I voted for the Yankees. Yankees or, or Tampa? I like Tampa's too. Well, we didn't see, we don't know what Glasnow is going to be now, right? After exactly. This. So, right. Yeah, I, I guess so. I think I'll, I'll go with that as one and then. Uh, Yankees one, and then maybe uh, maybe Toronto two, just because Gausman pitched really good last last year. But it was uh, interesting to see how I think there was a couple thousand votes, and it was pretty much you know pretty much split between the three of them. So, but the, look, the Yankees, I think it puts everybody into proper place in the rotation, so you don't yeah. have to count on not saying that Nestor Cortez is going to take a step back, but you don't have to ask him to be a number two. Right. I think that's the key thing. You know, it just lengthens that rotation and it just makes it that much deeper. I mean, now you got Montas who is basically the ace or number two pitcher for Oakland the past couple of years. Now he's the number five starter for the Yankees. And you know, what are the Yankees like? What do you think you're going to get out of him? I, you know what? I don't know. I'm hoping you know, he's going to be healthier this year. I think last year he was, you know, he had the shoulder issue or whatever it was. 
Um, so maybe he wasn't 100 percent healthy. And that's what that's what they were saying. So I'm expecting him to be better. I just don't know how much better, um, you know, because it is Oakland coming from Oakland. We've seen we've went down this road before and we know where it goes. So but the big thing is when we didn't trade him to be our number one or number two. I mean, now he's our number five. So whatever he gives us, he gives us. It's I, I really, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter what he hopefully he gives us something decent. But if he if he pulls a sunny gray on us, it's not the end of the world because he's our number five starter. Right. So and they could always probably try to move him. Uh, so I, I don't think that's the bad thing. You know, then you got Cortez as the three, four, along with Severino. And I think that's that's where we become the better rotation than most of any teams out there is that our three, four is probably better than most teams, three, four. Yeah. You know, you can make the argument, you know, yeah, a team might be better at us at the ace, like with the Mets, right? Everybody was like, oh, the Mets got a better rotation or the Yankees got a better rotation. The Mets got the better rotation up top, I would say, right? With Verlander and Scherzer. Yeah. But the rest of the rotation, I think the Yankees have them beat three, four and five. So yeah, totally agree. Yeah, um, I think that's that's the and it's thing. also with the Mets rotation get back to me in August and September. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. an older rotation. We'll yeah. see how that goes, but yeah, yeah we've I think seen that he's got better, and and that was the guy that you you didn't have to get him, but we were talking about it for a while, and he was on the radar, and it just looks like right after I said the Yankees and the Red Sox were being cheap. Course, the Yankees go out and spend what 700 million, right? <laughs> so, between the two, yeah, and yeah, I, think, but, I think they had to do something because it looks like you know what, not that it looks like they weren't going to go after any of the big shortstops, so that was out. So, yeah. they weren't they weren't going to dip their toes into any of the other major free agents, right? Uh, the shortstops, we know we've been hearing about it, yeah, it's going to be Peraza, it's going to be Volpe. Okay, we got that. So you knew that they had to make a move somewhere else and they had to strengthen that rotation. And they made that rotation from it was already pretty good without Rodon. And now you add Rodon and it's probably either the one of the best or the best rotation in baseball now, at least deep. You know, uh, the depth, at least, is is better than almost anybody. Um, Yeah. So now I think, you know, the Yankees looking at the left field options because that's really the only spot they're going to I think the rest of the offseason for the Yankees is going to be trades right trying to unload Donaldson if I don't think anybody's going to take him but um, I, you know the word is that they were trying and yeah that's pretty obvious that they've been trying since last year to unload him but uh you know that contract is going to be uh virtually impossible to move you know and I mean you have to attach prospects yeah def- definitely definitely yeah you know? That's that's going to be, uh, you know, and and right now, you know, you hate to say it, but the Yankees don't have the depth that they've had the last couple of years because they traded away like three, four guys last year with the moves that we did make at the trade deadline. So, yeah, it was great that we got some of these players. But in the end, yeah, we gave up all of our pitching prospects, not all of them, but, you know, the top ones that were just about ready to to get into the majors. So that was the bad part of that. But um, it'll be interesting. I think no matter what, whether they get rid of Hicks or Donaldson, I think their next move or moves are going to be for a trade or, you know, like a minor signing, you know, like almost a minor league 
you know, contract. Yeah, like a come to spring training and prove it. Yeah, something like that. If you get hot and you're a bench player, you're on the roster. Yeah, because to be honest, what's what's really left out there, you know, that you're really going out for? I mean, I don't think they're going to sign a left fielder because unless – do you? I mean, I don't know if they're going to – you know, we keep hearing Conforto's name, obviously, lefty, left fielder, you know. Brantley was just signed back to the Astros, so he's out. AJ Pollock, yeah, were last year on yeah. a bad year. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I mean, it, maybe if he was a left-handed batter, I would yeah, take true. a chance. But he's up there in age; he's 35 already. Yep. So uh, there's really, I, I don't Slim know what. Yeah, I mean. I the one guy was kind of intriguing, but I don't know how his glove is because I I didn't really watch much of his games. Was Profar from San oh, Diego? Oh, Jackson Profar. Yeah, um, he finally got it together last year a little bit. You know, he's a switch hitter, got some speed. I don't know. To me, we always say this: guys that play multiple positions, right? It's like, which one are you really great at? Any of them, right? But I. I I think I, I'm surprised that he hasn't been signed yet. Yeah, I mean he's played everywhere. He seemed like he he got comfortable out there last year, um, in in left field for San Diego. That's the only reason why I was thinking like, oh, maybe he might be good. You know, he steals some bases too, and uh, I don't know. He batted two forty three, OPS seven twenty three. Um, you know, I don't know. He had a he had a pretty good year. I mean. Yeah, not bad. Just a solid year. 15 homers, 58 RBIs. Um, I I was just thinking names outside the box because, you know, we keep hearing Brian Reynolds, but we, we, we talk about Brian. We've been talking about Brian Reynolds for, well, we've been hearing about him for a couple of years. We've also been talking about him for the past year or two, but um, it, it just, I don't know with their, you know, with their, what they want in return for him, which is, you know, quote unquote, Soto type package. I think that's a little bit too much right now for teams. Teams are not looking yeah. to, you know, unload five prospects, three of them in from their top four. You know what I mean? Like that type of package. So I don't think the Yankees are going to do that. You know, um, I think they got to no, look. At I, don't, I don't think they should either. Right. Like I, the one, the other guy I thought in a trade, I thought would be great. We did before that. We have been hearing a lot about Kepler from Minnesota because they yeah. signed Gallo. So they have a bunch of outfielders now. Um, I was thinking more Ian Hat from Chicago. But yeah, he's gonna be what this is his last year. Yeah. Of his contract. So that would lower the price a little bit. But for the full year, yeah, that's that'll cost some that'll cost a decent amount. But I don't know if the Cubs, I think with the Cubs signing Dansby Swanson, they're gonna I think they might ride it out with Hat. Right. I th- I I think you're right. At least for the, at least until the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, if they, you know, if they're not really in it by then, yeah, then they might unload a couple of guys, you know, at yeah. this point. But um, yeah, so that that's the way I look with the Yankees, what they're going to be doing forward, you know, what they're going to be doing next. I think it's going to be the minor deals, um, possibly a trade, but I think that's the way they got to go for a left fielder because there's really the, the options for left field are, are very limited. Uh, Peralta, uh, Tommy Pham, you know, those kind of names, Corey Dickerson, um, you know, Tyler Naquin, 
<laughs> that's the kind of names we're getting here. So yeah, those those <laughs> are the names where you, you just want to give like a one year prove it deal right. and have them on the bench. But if that's the case, then just bring up a younger kid. Yeah, and I and they got Cabrera, and they've got plenty of options. Yeah, I mean you got Cabrera, and yeah, I I, I personally and I think they want to is leave him in that super utility role, you know. Yes. So this way you're kind of covered in a lot of spots and. Case someone's hurt, you know, which we know is going to happen. Obviously, every team has injuries, uh, so I think they'd rather keep him there. But like you said, if 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 worst case scenario, they'll just put him in left and say, "There you go," you know. And you got Hicks. If they don't trade him, he'll be the fourth outfielder. Um, so we'll see. I I still think also too, not just a left fielder, but a left fielder who could also play some center field, so that you could leave judge and right this year. You don't have to move him to center right. right when someone's hurt or if someone needs a day off to play yeah. center. So that's, that's my thinking. <laughs> yeah. And what about with Boston? I mean, what, what is going on? I know yeah, we I'm going back that. a couple of days because there's, there's multiple things that I can talk about. The first one is the guys designated for assignment. Jeter downs four days ago, DFA. So, he was the centerpiece. Well, him and Verdugo were the centerpieces of Mookie Betts trade. And they've basically given up on downs. And he's already 24. But he's completely, he completely dropped off a cliff. He's had back-to-back years of batting under 200 and striking out 30% of the time of his plate appearances. So. Wow. Someone's going to take a flyer on him just because he's 24 and you can stash him in AAA and see if he regains a top prospect status. But it goes back to what are the Red Sox doing as far as if you really coveted that piece, it it just goes back to player evaluation and then what they do with their assets and how they use them. There was probably for Mookie Betts, for the Mookie Betts trade, there was probably a list of five or ten prospects for the Dodgers that they said, these guys are available, and you tell us which three you want. And Bloom chose this guy. And that just goes back to, and I hate to blame it all on Bloom. I would blame just as much on the ownership. But these last couple of designations don't make much sense between Jeter Downs and Eric Hosmer. Hosmer came over and he would cost them the league minimum. I get that he only plays first base and he's a lefty so that you want that space open for Cassis. But they then they go out and they spend $90 million on a left-handed DH slash left fielder in Yoshida. It, I just thought Hosmer was going to be on this team as – maybe a late-inning defensive replacement, part-time DH, couple games at first. But the biggest thing is to mentor Tristan Cassis. Right. And Hosmer, I'm looking around. I mean, I'm surprised someone doesn't take a chance on Downs. I'm surprised someone won't take a chance on Hosmer. I know they have a week to try and trade him or put him through waivers. With San Diego paying all the money, someone's going to take him off. But – and then it just continues. Every day there's an update. The Red Sox have mutual interest with J.D. Martinez. He goes to the Dodgers, one year, $11 million. 
which you know what? JD's getting up in age. He doesn't really play in the field at all. He didn't play any outfield last year. Okay, that makes sense. The one that really got me was Christian Vasquez. Apparently, he checked in personally with the Red Sox before signing with the Twins. And the Red Sox said, no, we're good. <laughs> we're going to go with Reese McGuire and Connor Wong over a guy that's proven. Now, Vasquez did get three-year contract, which, you know, might have been just too long for them. But three years, $30 million for a guy that's proven it, and a guy that's won in, in the postseason in Boston. I know Reese McGuire did show a little bit when he came – Back when he came to the Red Sox, he was batting, what was he batting, 337. But that was only in 70, I think. I'm trying to see how many games. But it wasn't that many games. And right. Connor Wong, we've talked about him before. He was a like a 213 batter in the bigs, but better in AAA. But he he's kind of like a Kyle Higashioka. Um, that that level, and I, I just don't get it. Why Vasquez? He's tied for the fifth most games caught in franchise history. I just don't understand. And he supposedly he called. Staying. I think he called Boston to say, "Hey, I want to go back." Yeah, <laughs> he went out and he reached out to the club before agreeing to his deal with the Twins. And this quote unquote, the Sox never showed any interest in bringing him back. Wow. And then finally, the last move was the Red Sox go out and they signed Justin Turner, which I get people are comparing him to J.D. Martinez. I'll just say that right now it says that he's going to make $15 million this year, and then there's, an, there's a player option for $7 million for 2024. And then some incentives and bonuses if he you know, gets certain plate appearances. I like this move. Um, J.D. Martinez's power kind of fell off a cliff in the second half of last year. I think he was still in single-digit home runs until the very end of the year. Right. I know Turner had a, quote-unquote, a bad year last year. I think he had 13. I want to get it right. Yeah, 13. He still batted 278. So his bad year was 278. Yeah. If he can get back to... And I know he's 37, he's going to be 38. But he was one year removed from 27 home runs, 87 RBIs. If he does that, it's a great signing. Yeah. And they need a right-handed bat because between Devers, Cassis, McGuire, Verdugo, those are all lefties. And the and the, the, the Japanese guy too. Yep. So right. the only righties you really have are Story and Kike Hernandez. Yeah, so they definitely need. Now you get Justin Turner. That's three. Then maybe another outfielder or hello shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been Dansby Swanson, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I think this means that they're going to go with Story at short, and they're going to. That just opens another hole at second, which means this goes back to Jeter Downs. How little did they think of a guy that was once, I think, during the COVID year in 2020 when they got him, he was the number three prospect in the Red Sox organization. Wow. So within two years, he went from number three to released. 
that's that is amazing. And I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, he was the next great player, but right. how 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 much they thought of him, and then how little they thought of him so quickly, I, it it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't at all. And now, who's going to play second base if Story's the opening day shortstop? Christian Arroyo. Oof. Do they move Kike Hernandez into shortstop, and then they have to get a center fielder? No matter what they do with this, it's musical chairs, and you're plugging one hole, and another one opens, opens wide open. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they. I, I want them to come out and say, "Okay, Something. we'll do it this way." The Red Sox, what they need to do. I think they need to have a press conference and say, we signed Devers to a 10-year deal, and this is our plan for next opening day. Have Story be the shortstop or say we're going to go out and sign the shortstop. And listen, if they don't sign Devers by the start of the season, they better trade him. They can't do what they did with Bogarts and not trade him and just kind of, you know, let this wear out. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll re-sign him. No. Get it done now, or you know what, or move them and get a whole bunch of. And I'll be honest, if they have no intention of seriously re-signing, you know, extending him, if they have same thing with Bogarts, because obviously they had no intention of it. If they really have no intention of it, they should trade him now. Because what if he does play, and either he doesn't play as good, or he, you know, God forbid, he, he actually gets hurt. Yeah, what happens if he gets hurt or something? Yeah. And that could happen. You know, then what? Then you're stuck with nothing. Yep. So and no, I totally agree. Look, I I love Devers. He's a great he's a great hitter. He's getting absolutely. better at defense. He's, he's right in his prime. Kills the Yankees. I, there's nothing that I don't like about him. But if you're not prepared to give him what ten years, you might even want twelve. If these guys, if these shortstops are getting eleven and thirteen, and they're older than him, I think the going rate's got to be. Probably the Carlos Correa deal. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to at least go into double-digit years, like 10 years, if you're not starting at 10 years, 300 million, he's just going to – him and his team are just going to laugh at the Red Sox and say, we're going to play it out. Yep. And then they're going to get nothing. So I think they should either sign him before opening day or – I hate to say it, they have to look to trade them. It's and that amazing. would be, yeah, that would be within five years trading Mookie Betts, uh, getting rid of Bogarts, and then trading Devers. That's, That's um, I, I can't even think about that. I, I saw I saw <laughs> a thing. I think I sent it to you. Uh, in 2023, if everything worked out perfectly, the Red Sox lineup could have been in the outfield, Benintendi, Renfro, and Betts. Third base, Devers. Shortstop, Bogart. Second base, Story. First base, Schwarber. Catcher, Vasquez. <laughs> and now it's, you know. And this was over just two years. Yeah, this is two years. <laughs> this uh, it, I, I don't get it. I don't get and it. And it goes back to like what I said in the last episode when we were talking about Bogarts. They, they did this with Lester. They did it with homegrown players before. And then they bring in Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez. And, uh, it makes no... It, I don't know. I, I don't know what it. Blooms 
vision of this team is. Like, yeah, I would I would love just a press conference where he just answers questions and not, you know, he doesn't have to answer every single creed. I, I get it. Twitter reaction is separate because yeah. that's like, you know, you got to sign this guy. You got to trade for Juan Soto. You got to do this. I get it. But they, the Red Sox have to act like a big league, a big market team sooner than later. Yeah, because right now they're not. They're acting like either and, either they're rebuilding or they're acting. And they're like spending they're money on a closer. <laughs> yet the rest of the team, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, so, that was the one good move I thought they made. Like, yeah, really- I like that move. I like Turner. I like the outfielder that they brought in. If he's as good as they claim he is with his um, contact skills, with his hitting skills, um, I just. I want them to come out and say something about Devers and figure out shortstop. And if it's Trevor's story and they're being honest and they're saying, look, second base is going to be a work in progress. You know, we'll split time, see who gets hot, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But just have story. I don't want this going back and forth and figuring out in spring training. So it's a lot of just shaking my head. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. And I I think I said it before, if they don't get this done or if they have no intention of signing Devers, they should sign him and I mean, trade him and not even wait till the trade deadline. I would do it now during the offseason. I don't know if you're going to get as much, but you better get something for him because you can't let him walk out the door like Bogarts did and get nothing. And then once the Mm -hmm. season starts, you're just you're taking a chance that he pulled. What happens if he does like what Aaron Judge does, did, and he and he bets on himself, and he just right. goes nuts. You know, I'm not saying he's going to hit 62 home runs, but right, no, he I just know goes off and he hits 40 home runs. And he bets 300, and then then you're, yeah, you have a great year, which is awesome. But then you're stuck negotiating against the whole league. So right. yeah, I agree. If if they are being honest with themselves and they say we can't afford this for whatever reason, then you got to trade them. And the guy I, I still say would be great for you guys is Drury at this point, right? He could play second. He could move yeah, around. And you have multiple infielders that can yeah. play multiple positions. You can, Which is great. <laughs> yeah, you can have Justin Turner play a couple of spots, give some people a day off once in a while. You can have Story play multiple spots. You can have Drury play multiple spots. Yeah. Give Cassis right at first. And then I think that makes a lot of sense. And apparently, as of an hour ago, the market for Drury is very active. Okay. They're saying that with a bunch of the bat first players that came off the board recently, like JD Martinez, Brantley, and Turner, that he's kind of that next level where he's going to be one of the ones to go. Him, Conforto. Profar, like we mentioned, and even Matt Carpenter, but I, I would, I would definitely make a call to Drury. Yeah, find out what he wants. You know, is it a three-year deal, a two-year deal? I mean, I don't want to give him a five-year deal. You know, no. nothing like that. But I would give him three years. You know, three for forty-five. Yeah, he's logged. They say he's logged more. more than three hundred innings at first base, left field, right field. He's played all four infield positions. I, I mean, he I mean, hit 28 home home runs last year. So, 
he's a guy you could probably put on any team, right? Because he could play. He's so versatile. So he's a guy you could probably, you know, put him on any team we want. But we're talking about Boston. I, I think he would be perfect, you know. Yeah. Make him your second baseman. But like you said, you start moving these guys around. And, you know, and then if you're going looking into the future in another year, if Meyer makes it up next season, you know, and then you got him playing short. Story could play second. And then Drury becomes Yeah, that utility. would be that would be ideal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so and I would think that's what they're they're hoping for, right? With all these without with not bringing back Bogarts and not going yeah. and not going big. I, I just want to see that money spent somewhere else. Yeah. If you tell me, okay, Bogarts, again, I get it. He's almost 30 and he got an eleven year deal. You can't do that. Okay. So then where are you spending that 280 million? Spending on, on Yoshida and Kenley Jansen and Justin Turner. You could argue, I mean, I would like to keep at the end of the year, I would be interested to compare those three players' wars against Bogarts. But Bogart, I'm, I'm not advocating what they did was right for Bogarts, but right. It's <laughs> there's a there's a lot of wait and see and prove it needed to be done with Bloom on behalf of the fans. I think if they at least traded Bogarts, say at the trade deadline. And could at say least, you got something. Right. And there was and then you could at least say to yourself, okay, that's the plan. Meyer's gonna be the guy in another year. All this kind of stuff. At least you know, you know, like all right, I'm gonna get a you know, you got story, he'll play short for one more year and then Meyer right. will be up. You know, at least and as much a- as I liked what I saw from Meyer Meyer hasn't faced double A pitching. Right. So that's a, that's a lot to put on. I'm like, oh, you'll just slide in and play Spoker. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm just I'm trying to make the po- the most positive, you know, but at least at, at least if they did that and traded Bogarts and got direction. it. Right. There's some sort of okay, we we get what the plan is. Right now, it looks like they have no plan what they're doing. Like they have no yeah. clue. And you know, like I said, to l- let this guy walk out walk out the door and get nothing for him. And then to even like insult him as he's walking out with that, you know, with the offer that they gave him. I thought that was even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. It, you shouldn't even let that leak out. Right. At if that they, point, you might as well just say good luck. Right. If they offered him, listen, if they offered him, let's say, let's just use a number here. Let's say if they offered him nine years, $270 million. And then you heard the San Diego offer. Swoops in and ups it. You're right. You're yeah. like, okay, hey, you know what? I, I'd still be upset as a Reds, you know, just like if, if I was a Yankee fan. Yeah. Joe, I was thinking eight but, years. So 11 blew me away. Yeah, that was. That was a lot. No doubt. But I, I could still see the guy being a pretty, I, I still see him being a good hitter for the next, you know, seven, for the long term. It's yeah. just a matter of where is he going to play, right? Third base or maybe just yeah. DHing, but he'll always be a good hitter, I think. Yeah, and that brings us to the shortstops, and the shortstop market just kept on going this week. With I was a little surprised that Dansby Swanson, again, there's a lot of money, of course, but only <laughs> the seven years, 177, I think. Yeah. 179, something like that. I thought he was going to, based on the other shortstops that went off the board, I thought he was going to get 200, but yeah, me too. I, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. He on that. is a little more. He he is a little more physically limited. If you're just looking at tools compared to 
Correa, um, Trey Turner. So it's, I think it's a good fit though in Chicago. Yes. And you were saying how you were saying for a while, how the Cubs could have been a dark horse to land a free big time free agent this year. Yeah. I mean, they came out before the season, before the season ended, actually at the end of last season, they were talking about, you know, they were going to be players this off season and they were going to target a shortstop. So I thought one of those guys would go and this one, you know, you kind of, he was the last one left at the time. So it had to be him. And now they, you know, they got a pretty good, not a pretty good, a really good middle of the, middle of the infield, right? With him and um, uh, what's the guy on at second base now? That young kid, a oh, Honer. Honer, Honer. Second, yeah, he'll move to second, yep. and he was really good at short last year. So yeah, he was um, a, he was a good glove, up and down, inconsistent with his bat, but really good glove. I mean, they, they still need. I think they just need to get more out of Seiya Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah, healthy. If he's healthy, yeah, you know, because I think he put up decent numbers, but I just don't think he was that healthy. Yeah, he's like two sixty, two seventy hitter, but if he can bump that up a little bit, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah they've got the makings of. And again, in that division, you never know. All right, you got the kid that came up late last year, Morel, right, Christopher Morel. Yep, he's he looked pretty good, like you said, Suzuki, and we were talking about Ian Happ. That that's a pretty good outfield, and then yeah. the infields. Um, who's their first baseman? Do they still have um, Patrick Wisdom? Yes, but I think he, isn't he third? Third base. Okay, their first baseman. Oh, Schwindel. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Is he? Yeah, I guess Schwindel, but he didn't have that great of a year. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not. They're. I'm not saying they're. You know, they're gonna. Make a run at the playoffs this year, but yeah, it's a no, good I, start. They're making moves in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, and they did sign Tyone, which was good for them. And they brought in Bellinger, right? Oh, he might he might play first actually, and they, I yeah. don't think you want to waste his his glove at first, but he could play first as well. So, um, that's that's actually not bad. So I I I, I like what they did, and like you said that. That central and that central, you can plug. I, I'm pretty confident I would plug them in at in third place right now. Yeah, easily, definitely. Yeah, I I think easily third, and you but just trending in the right direction. So it's not like they're just hanging on, right? And the Cardinals have been pretty quiet. Yeah, they did sign Contreras. Right, the catcher. That's right. That's right. Yeah, five years, like eighty-two million, I think. And the Brewers traded for the other Contreras, right? Yep, and they moved on from, the from Renfro. And right. that's another one that, look, he has ties to the Red Sox, but he also, I don't, I don't understand what he needs to do to stick with the team. He's a solid player, I think. Yeah, he's, right. He's got yeah. a cannon for an arm. He reminds me of like a poor man's Dwight Evans. Like, right. He's not that great, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like the last couple of years, he's put it together. He looked like just a big, good defender with plus power. Yeah. And he's always moving around. He's just getting traded left and right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, he goes out to the Angels. Yeah. He's got decent power, like you said, too. It's not like he's, and he's a good defensive player. I don't know what else you have to do, but 
He's <laughs> and then the other shortstop that we didn't talk about. I don't think we got a chance to talk about was the Correa deal. Yeah, the Giants and the Giants. We've both been saying they needed something like this. Yeah, and they definitely spent. Um, oh yeah. The thing about uh, we both knew that the money was going to be there for the shortstops. The thing that surprised me was the amount of years on these contracts. Oh yeah, Correa got what thirteen? Thirteen for three fifty. Oof. He um, he's going to be what 40, 42 or forty three in that last year. Wow. So the average annual value is under thirty million, but you're going to be paying him until he's forty two. And and what do you think of? Okay, good player, no doubt. Numbers are there. But what do you think of all that money? And he's going to be the face of the franchise. Like Carlos Correa is going to be the face of this franchise. Is that is that good? I would have went an extra. T- if you're going to spend three hundred fifty million, I would have threw an extra fifty at Judge and had Aaron Judge for four hundred. Say ten years, four hundred million. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about three hundred fifty million. And like you said, Carlos Correa is the face of your franchise. Just add on an extra. What, what's an extra fifty mil at that point? And yeah. you get Aaron Judge. He's from California. He's mm-hmm. never had anything on his record as far as you know off the field. You know, and it's, Correa is when you look at his numbers, he's never never driven in a hundred, never hit more than twenty six home runs. Yeah, he's a really good player, right? I don't thirteen years. Yeah, three hundred fifty million. That is a lot, and and he's coming with a little bit of baggage, whether we like to admit that or not, right? And yeah. he's had some nagging injuries here and there too. Right, he's had a back issue, hasn't he? Yep. So yeah, that's uh, we'll see. Obviously, listen, I the way I look at these contracts too, none of them are really going to age that well, right? Let's let's be honest. Like no. Judge, like I said it last week, if they get five good years. Of him playing the field and everything, I think that'll be a plus. That's I think that's their goal to get at least five good years. Yeah, so, I was just I was gonna bad, say the no. goal would probably be <laughs> at least half of that of yeah. his contract and a, a title to obviously you want to win every year. But yeah, if he if he gets the Yankees a title or two or has big big games in the postseason, that contract's gonna pay for itself. And I think also too, not I think, but what has helped these contracts i think is the dh right in in yes. both leagues now because the giants wouldn't have signed correa for that long of a deal i don't think if no. there was no dh you know or the padres getting Bogarts and the padres yeah yeah turner would feel i think the turner deal i think we talked about it a little bit last week i love the comp to paul molitor and if he's anything like that for his career you're getting a hall of fame player so yeah and you can I, move he to me, Trey Turner, that's a really good comp. I like that move the most because, to me, if you're the other shortstops you think of with Bogarts and um, Correa, to me, they move to third base towards the yep. end of their career. Yep. Swanson and more so Trey Turner move to second base. Yeah. And that almost brings more value because – as you're declining, you could still be a top of the line second baseman, whereas third base is loaded with right. players. And so you don't want a guy that's barely hanging on to be your third baseman. 
and also third is more for corner for out you know for power yeah and like bogarts i think is going to hit like i said i think he's going to be a consistent 290 hitter for the rest of his career yeah i don't think he's, he's going to the power man. right he's not going to be a big power especially in san diego um but i think he's going to be a high high average guy you know a decent average even, even as he gets older it's just a matter of putting him somewhere you know either at third maybe first base like you said and this is a second. good backup plan to machado opts out Right, I I think that's exactly what they're thinking because he's definitely opting out. Um, and then Soto's coming up soon. That that's another one. I don't know. Can they? The big thing is, can they sustain a large payroll in San Diego? Because they're like towards the bottom in uh, in market. You know, like they're not well, a I think big team. I think they're viewing it like they have four top of the line players. Whatever you think of Tatis. He's he still brings people to the, to the once he right. gets on the field he's going to bring fans to the stands stands yeah. so you have Tatis Bogart Soto and Machado mm-hmm. out of those four they're planning on probably keeping at least two hopefully three and maybe getting assets from the fourth yeah in the trade or work something out because if it- if Machado comes to them and says I want to be a Padre then they just they extend them and then they work out something with maybe they flip as crazy as it sounds maybe they flip soto or work on a trade for tatis after he comes back for a little bit but i i don't think all four of those guys are going to stay in san diego because we said it it's i don't think that market can hold four top players all making what 30 a year if not more yeah, I don't think that's going to be possible. Not in that market, no. If it was, if it was L.A., yeah, you know. And that brings up another thing, right, where this is where I was thinking of, too. I wanted to ask you about Boston. Just backtrack a little bit. With Boston, do you think they're they're kind of leaving themselves open to possibly go after Otani next offseason? Now you get my hopes up. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, you know what? If they trade Devers, if they move on from Devers, I think that opens it up big time. Yeah. The the more Devers state, and and it's not either, it's not like one or the other, but in this case, I don't think they can, they're not going to suddenly go from not affording Bogarts to paying Devers and Otani next offseason. I could see if Devers gets moved and they bring back a lot of like, quality young pitching and some really good prospects. Yeah. You're going to have to build around somebody eventually. And yeah. Otani makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know who else is a free agent at the end of next year. I know it's Devers and Otani, but. And it'll be, uh, we just mentioned Machado. Yeah. As well. But um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see like, I was thinking that, you know, like I'm thinking like, what, what are they doing? You know, like what is, what, what are they doing this for? What's the reason behind it? And Otani just keeps popping up, but people are assuming the angels are not going to, you know, extend them or not going to keep them. I think they want to keep them because they just got a new owner, didn't they? Or they're, they're trying they, to sell. They're going to. Right. Yeah. So why would the new owner coming in, get rid of like his most marketable player other than Trout, you know, like. Unless they really, unless this team really 
collapses this year and everybody gets hurt again, like they normally do. And their pitching is just not great. Um, and they're in, you know, next to last in the West. Um, then I could see them possibly trading. Him. But that would be huge. Talk about that. Would be, I mean, what type of trade package would you have to even offer? How does I, that even? I don't know. I don't know what, and think about the money he's going to get as a free agent. Well, whatever Soto had, what? How many years does Soto have on his contract? I think he's got two more. So he had two and a half years of control when he got traded. Yeah. So he had two more years than Otani. But whatever Soto got, it's got to be comparable to that, if not more. Yeah. Because obviously Otani is, you know, pitching and playing the field, you know. Yeah, Soto's got this year and next year before he becomes a free agent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing that lessens Otani's value, right, is that they don't have the control. But I think they're going to sell – I think the Angels are going to say, listen, we're trading him, but you also got that opportunity to sign him before he hits free agency. Right. You've got those last two months of the year to talk to him. Yeah, so that might be worth it. So I think he's going to get – that type of a package that Soto, you know, that they got for Soto, you know, three, four top prospects, I would think. I mean, because he's such a unique player and there's no nobody else like or, him. Or do the Angels try to unload bad contracts with him and take back less prospects? Hmm. Try to get out of – imagine if you could find a team. <laughs> Just – Oh boy. That would take <laughs> Otani and get rid of Rendon's contract. I, th- I thought you were going to go the other way. No, not Trout. No, no. <laughs> I thought you that would have What a deal. Just imagine. No, that would be. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah. That, that would, would be, be like you need new ownership right away if you traded Otani and Trout. But I mean, take somebody like Rendon or somebody that hasn't worked out because of whatever reason and attach him to the Otani deal. And you're still getting back probably a top prospect. At least, yeah. You're getting at least one, yeah. probably two. You may not get four, but you'll probably get two really good prospects. Right. And it might be worth it, you know, because you'll, you'll free yourself up to to sign. Now you could sign Machado in the offseason. Yeah. You know, and a pitcher. So, yeah. So a lot it, of, I, I think there's still going to be a lot of trades because now you got me wheeling and dealing in my head. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I, I, like I said earlier with the Yankees, I think that's going to be their next move. If, if they make any moves, it's going to be through a trade because free agency, you know, the options are starting to, you know, definitely starting to lessen now. So there's really, and I think not I saw much on Twitter, um, the less than 60 days until the first spring training. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, look, it's not even, it's not even Christmas. It's just the start of the holiday season. So, no, but just like you said, it's, it's you know it's coming on quick. Yeah, February is you know f- the first day that they have to, you know, have to have to get there, right? Pitchers and catchers report what February was it the second week of February was, usually? Third it was week? always around like Valentine's Day. Yeah, so second third right week. There. Yeah. So yeah, so it's I mean, less than two months. Less than two months, and that's going to go quick because the holidays go by once you're once you get to the new year. It's yeah, like, you're oh, not. I'm not left. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last time somebody signed a big deal, like right during the holidays. <clears throat> it's usually by now, 
or right after January 1st. Wasn't, was it Harper that was late? Who was late? Was it last Harper kind of dragged on for a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be, uh, I think, yeah, like you said, I think not just the Yankees, I think most teams right now, because, you know, whatever's left in the free agency, there's not much there to really say, okay, this guy's going to make a big impact for us. You know, now it's like, you hope that some of these guys make a big impact, but we know in the end, we're better off making a big trade or something. So, um, you know, there's, there's decent names out there. Right. I mean, if you're looking for like for you guys, you know, you, you said you're looking for a right handed bat. You could think about definitely a right handed bat that can either play the middle of the infield or maybe a little corner outfield. Um, I'm trying to think. I know Will Myers, but he's more of a. Will Myers. I mean, you do a lot worse than Will Myers. But yeah, he's not bad. You know, I think you know what you're getting with outfield. Yeah. I think at the end, like, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah. Do you think they would go with Iglesias again just to get them through this year? I think so. And the thing is, what what really kills me is if you were going to do that, take that money that you're saving on Bogart and just pour it into pitching and go, if you're going to get a defensive-minded shortstop, right. then go all in and just shore up the, the defense and the pitching from for the whole offseason. So yeah. I think it, it's, and we'll get into in, in a couple episodes, probably um, we'll break down our preview. Once everyone signs, we'll preview this upcoming season. I, I think it comes down to Chris Sale's health. Yeah. Chris Sale and Trevor Stewart. It looks like those two, they have to stay healthy. And I know story is a different player than Bogarts, but he's got to fill those shoes to me so yeah yeah if he's listen if sale is healthy and he gives you an average sale uh season if he if if he just gives them 15 wins right and just innings that's that's i'll take yeah because i i don't listen i i don't love their rotation but i think it's okay and i think if you you know, you reinforce the bullpen maybe a little like it depends on how they work out some of those guys right we've been talking about it but how you know how where does Halk and Whitlock land? Like what are they gonna end up being? Right. Right. And like, I heard some trade rumor that Halk is available for trades. Certain guys are deemed untradeable, like Cassis, Bayo, Meyer, those type of players right. and prospects. Yeah, but Halk and some of these other not fringe players, but I think they could be moved. It depends on what you're getting back, but yeah, I mean, you can look at it this way too. Like Whitlock, Hauk, those guys are 26 years old. Whitlock's right? this is his year to be a starter, right? And Whitlock's and had like, injuries. I think you too. agree. I like the fact that they're saying you're going to be this position, and that's it, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Right away, none of this going back and forth. And there were just too many games where he wasn't pitching because they had these like almost jobber rules. Right. But like you could only pitch two innings and then you had two or three days off. There were too many winnable games in between when he was pitching. Right. And like I know that's year. the same thing when he starts, but at least he's throwing more innings. Yeah. When you look at his innings, he only threw 78 innings last year. 
and Hauk only threw yeah, six. Yeah, they got to get him worked up and get him to like double that. Yeah, I would I would think so. If he's going to be the starter somewhere, like a four or a five starter, yeah. then it's you know, not so bad. So, like, what's their rotation now? You got Sale. The rotation would be Sale, Pavetta, Whitlock. Oh, boy. <laughs> is Hauk going Bayo. Oh, Bayo, right. That's... Bayo is the wild card. If he he sh- he showed a lot um, when he was up. I think Sale is the de facto opening day starter. Yeah, Pavetta's proven it in Boston. He's always reliably there. Sometimes that's not a good thing, right? <laughs> but at one point last year, I think he was like eight and three, and then he just fell off a cliff. So Sale, Pavetta, Bayo. Whitlock, those four, maybe Paxton, depending on what you get out of him. I know I'm right. forgetting somebody. I think they're going to keep Hauk in the bullpen. That's just my. Would they start at sign? Uh, sign? Would they start like a cut of Crawford or Winkowski? Yeah, they have Crawford and they have Connor Siebold, and they're listed as like swing kind of long men, depending on if Paxton. If Paxton's healthy. He's a really good number five. Right. Yeah. But if he's not, you can't, you can't, you can't lose your season at the start of the season because Sale and Paxton aren't healthy. Yeah, you so can't I, have all, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I could see them possibly getting a, a, another starter. And even, even start the season with a six man rotation and then just whittle it down once Sale and Whitlock are built up. And you hate to say it too. I mean, this is another where another spot where they're being cheap too, because you could bring back Ivaldi. Ivaldi. Even Ivaldi if you want to go cheaper, go walk rotation lot. Yeah. I mean, if you had Sale, Ivaldi, then Bayo, then Pavetta, then Whitlock, that's a good five. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I, I don't know why they don't. I it makes no sense because this guy's proven, you know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of strikeouts, low walk ratio, um, gives up the home run a lot, but he's proven it in Boston. He's proven it with the Yankees before. He's a big game pitcher. And again, after that, there's a pretty big drop off <laughs> for yeah. starters that are free agents. I mean, maybe so there Johnny might be a trade. <laughs> or a trade. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. Other than that, you got yeah, that's that's about it. Or Who else even, would there be? Uh, what about Walker? Bringing him back. He pitched really well for you guys. True. I heard the Orioles were big on Walker. Okay. That yeah, makes sense, right? Bring That's another team we could talk about because we said they were going to be interesting going into this offseason, and they really haven't done much. We thought they were going to spend big. and well, Yeah, they've been they underwhelming had? so far in the offseason, but I, I still think that – well. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that they're going to do what the Rays did with Juan DeFranco with Rushman. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna build around him. They're going to buy out. I know he has the six years of control, but I think they're going to say, we'll take those six and we'll add on a couple more and just, just pay up now. Right. Go I like- think you have to at this point build around him. They could go 10 years, $200 million, and that's going to look like a steal. Yeah, because what is he, 24, 25? So you uh, take him for his prime, 
like age 26 through 35 years. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. And even if as a catcher at 35, you can move him to first base, you can put him at DH. And he's a switch hitter. Yep. So, yeah, no, I, I would. I think you would. I think you finished top 10 in war in the American League last year. Right. And he came up in like May. Maybe top 15. But I know he was getting some MVP votes too. Yeah. Like down, down ballot. But yeah. He so. only played 113 games. So yeah, and I forgot when he came in late May. I think it was, um, something like that. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it'll be uh, that's a that's another interest. I I thought they were going to be an interesting team. I thought they would go. Toronto's been a little quiet. I know they signed Bassett, but yeah, they made that one trade. They got rid of Hernandez. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore is kind of out there. Like if they sign, look, right after we get off the air, they'll probably sign Waka. No, make right. a trade, but <laughs> I, I keep on hearing Waka to the Orioles. I keep on hearing there was another guy that I was hearing, but is that it's that level? It wasn't obviously it wasn't one of the top shortstops. It wasn't a big name player. So they signed Frazier, right? The second baseman was that the guy? Yes, they signed, right. Yep. Yeah, they basically traded out Odor for Adam Frazier, which is a good. That's a that's a good trade out. Yeah. Odor is um, not that good. No, <laughs> to say it nicely. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, that's another one. I mean, Toronto's made some moves. Um, who did they get back in the? They got they traded away Tiasca Hernandez. Who did they get back again? Um, I know they signed Kiermaier. That was this week. I know Seattle also got that Kyle Lewis, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to it was right around that time. Who did they get? Happened. Who did they get back? Huh. Um it, it was someone decent. But yeah, it seemed kind of like a lateral move. It wasn't like a huge one. Because Tiasca's pretty good. I like Hernandez yeah. is a pretty good poor player. He put up some big numbers. Um, and I know, but the thing was, I know they wanted to get left-handed. Yes. Uh, they got Kiermaier. Um, they traded him to the Mariners for, come on, load. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Um, no, they... They got back setup man Eric Swanson and pitching prospect Adam Mako. Right. That's right. So they should still be in the market for an outfielder. Yes. Uh, yeah. How do you? Blue Jays started the deal. They shed $12.7 million in payroll. Hmm. Swanson was originally acquired by the Mariners in the trade that sent Paxton to the Yankees. He was a Yankee guy. Right. Struggled as a starter, but broke out as a powerhouse in the bullpen. Yeah, last year he threw the 1.68 URA. Hmm. But now you got your outfield as Springer. They still got Guriel. And they also have Tapia? They they moved him. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he was a free agent, but I know 
he's not there. They have Kiermaier now. They got some guy, Luke's. Do they have Jackie Bartley Jr. still, or is he a free agent? I think he's a free agent. Come on back to Fenway. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Third time, right? Yeah. yeah. She shouldn't cost much. Hey, as a fourth outfielder, if we're talking Will Myers, maybe. Right, sure. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean the Blue Jays still got their their whole infield is the same. So that that's still, you know, very and they good. did get better at pitching with Bassett, but I still think they needed some bullpen help and another outfielder. But yeah. But they did get that Swanson is a he he had a really, really good year. I think he struck out more than a third of his batters. Yeah. So we shall see. But I, I think I agree with you. I think there's gonna be some more trades that happen between now and and I think big ones too. I, I don't think they're gonna be, you know, minor I think, you know, not minor moves. I think you're gonna see big names being moved around. Yeah. Um, because like I said, with the Yankees, there's really not much there in free agency. And I know they they still gotta they still gotta get someone for left field. I I don't think they're gonna just throw Cabrera out there and say, okay, well, we still got him, you know. And we didn't talk about Benintendi going to the White Sox. I thought that was that's a that's a more money than I thought. Did I read that right when they said that was the largest free agent contract that the White Sox ever gave out? You know what? You did, and I heard it again today, and I still can't believe it. Seventy-five million, and that's it, right? For the White Sox, and it barely beat. Um, would they sign? Oh, the catcher, um, Pierzynski. No, um, the guy they have now, the switch hitter, Yasmani Grandal. Yes, I think they signed him a couple of years ago, and it was just under seventy-five million. I didn't. They bring in Albert Bell. I could yeah, swear they gave him more money. I he think was it was just a one-year deal. Yeah, I think it was at the. I think it was yeah. at the back end of his contract. Back end of his career. Okay. I could have swore though they would have given out something to somebody. You would think so. White Sox. Least. He played two years with the with the White Sox. So yeah, thirty and thirty-one. He still put up great numbers, but um, yeah, I, you would think so, right? The White Sox. I mean. But you might remember recently, right? They traded Sale before he hit free agency. Yeah. Um, who else have they had? Conurco. But what did I? I don't remember him signing a contract. I didn't they trade him? Was was he a homegrown player? Yeah. What? Oh yeah, that's right. But still, you would think he would have signed. So I think some. it's maybe the way they worded it because it's the it's the largest contract given to a free agent. Probably the, they might have re up somebody that was already there for larger. Right. Carnico came from the Dodgers, actually. Okay. I thought he was – I always get him and Carlos mixed up. I don't know why. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so strange. Um, yeah, so. Drafted by Dodgers. Yeah, that's – yeah, that would – yeah, I would have thought Carnico would have got a bigger deal because he was there forever too. Yeah. I always just assumed he was a homegrown guy because – Yeah. But even like I, I'm sure that they gave. Huh. I'm trying to think of oh, what about oh no, Anderson's a free agent next year. So he yeah, has a sign to give him a, yeah, he'll get a good deal. Yeah. Um hmm. I'm trying to think of a big player. When you think about it, right? Who was really big with the White Sox? What about Frank Thomas? Yeah. Didn't they give him an extension that was 
I mean, I know it was back in the day, but still. Right. Like back then, back then, uh, Frank Thomas now, Frank Thomas in his prime would get, I can't even imagine how much money. Yeah, he would get ridiculous money now. That would be like, you know, a couple more years of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Proving. Yeah. <laughs> and he played, prime, so. Yeah, he played 16 years for them. So he had to sign a big deal at some point. Yeah. Um, just looking at his total. Let's see his total amount. Um. Yeah. He, he. The most he made was towards the end at nine, nine point nine million. So, That's, I, I, I look. Not many viewers or listeners are going to feel pity for a guy making nine million. No, million. no. But 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 that was the money back then, right? Yeah, it was twenty years ago. That's why. Think about think about this. What is the money going to be in twenty years? How much these guys from now? Oh god. Like the like Otani's kid comes over and let's see. Ken Griffey the fourth or the third plays <laughs> in his prime. It's gotta be, I mean, if we're gonna see the first 50 million a year soon. In 20 years, it's gotta be close to 80, 90 million dollars. If it's going at this rate, it's gotta be, I was gonna say 75 or 80. Yeah. But I would think eventually this this bubble's got to burst. There's got to there's got to be a leveling off. You can't. I mean, what's the what are the payrolls going to be? That's and why. In turn, what are the ticket prices going to be? Right. And what do we always say? Right. What what the league needs is is a salary cap. Yeah. But I don't see the players wanting that, and and they'll say, okay, if there's a no, cap. If I'm the players. I wouldn't want that at all. No, but I. But I, you know what? I've never, and I don't think I'll ever do it, but when you look at the teams, like if you put a cap on it and force the other, the lower teams to spend more, <clears throat> would that make up for the money that the big spenders are not going to spend? You know, like if you make it like, what is it? Like, let's say $200 million is the cap, right? Keep I was going to say even 250 Okay, so 250 make that as the cap. And then the bottom has to make be 150 Let's say 150. Okay. There's a hundred million dollar difference. So you have to spend at least $150, $150 million. So basically and... the pirates have to quadruple their team. Right. <laughs> Think about it now. <laughs> or... Spending 150 only only 10 teams spend more than $150 million right now. So the other two-thirds of the league has to catch up. Yeah. And some of them, like Oakland, has to spend 130 million to catch up. You know, Baltimore has to catch up. A it's l- really going to be that first scene from Major League <laughs> in the movie when they're like, "Who the blank are these guys?" Right. When they list the Oakland A's invites to spring training. And you know what? I don't think they have to do like if they ever did a pay like if they ever did a cap. Like it wouldn't be okay next year. We're starting a cap, right? It would probably uh, it phase in, yeah, yeah. Like maybe in three years or something, or yeah, because the Mets obviously are <laughs> they're just blowing through. They don't care. Yeah, they've got a printing press. Yeah, Cohen has got. Room. They're just making their money. Yeah, he's literally burning money. Like he's probably smoking his money. He's probably wiping his butt with his money. Yeah, that's how much money he's got. So. <laughs> he's just going to keep spending. And and that was the other thing, going back to Korea, they had a deal, they 
they were trying to get Carlos Correa. Did you see Matt, that? Yeah, I didn't see that. They would. They oh, had no, a, actually. I did. I didn't read the article. I saw where he said we were late in on the talks with with Correa. I think they had a ten-year, close to three hundred million dollar offer for him. Can you imagine? Like what? Probably third. Third. Yeah. And then what happens to Beatty? Then Trump. that probably. Oof. I would think that opens up opens up the Mets for a big trade. Yeah. Right. I mean, imagine what they could get with those prospects. Beatty, that Vientos guy. That's and the shortstop person. that's behind. Right. Lindor. That that's the guy that I'm shocked he's still there. Right. You would think he would have been moved by now. Yeah. But, um. He, Unless he, they're telling him this offseason start working at second base. Right. That that's possible. Or the outfield. Yeah. What Cleveland did with Rosario, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, they they could they got some good prospects now, so they can make some moves. That's another team they've been looking to unload uh, McCann, right? Yeah. So that's another team that might be in the in the He's market. Still, owed, his contract is backloaded, so he was owed, I think, two years, like twenty five million or something. Oh wow! Uh, so I don't see. I don't see many teams unless the unless the Mets say we'll take one year and you take the other. Yeah, like split the money. That doesn't really help the Mets as much. And I see a lot of teams doing a lot of players doing that now with these backloaded deals and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's got what is it? Uh, twenty three. He's got twelve this year and twelve next year. Okay. You know, that's a lot for a guy who hitting whatever he hit last year. He was pretty bad last year. Yes. When 195. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to get it done. In just 61 games. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think we're going to see a lot of trades coming up um, the rest of the way. You know, and the, and the free – and all these guys, I feel – not that I feel bad for them because they're still going to be millionaires at the end of the day, but all these guys that are left free agent-wise, some decent ones that we just talked about. Drew. Yeah, we're not saying they're, like, you know, bums, <laughs> but it's like it's just compared to – they're not like – no marquee names. That's yeah, all. they're not getting three hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're only going to get fifty or sixty million. So yeah, you know, well, guys, pennies. I feel horrible for them. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I mean, it's going to be a lot of those, and then and then after that is the the one year, like we were saying, prove it deals, invites to major league camps. And you're going to see a lot of good players either going overseas or signing with AAA teams. Yeah. Not good, you know what I mean? Serviceable, everyday players. Yeah, exactly. And can, can you imagine being one of those players, even if you're like Brandon Drury, like let's say that type of player, and, you're, and your agent is Boris, right? That company, and you're like, um, you know, after hearing all these numbers, you're like, isn't it my turn now to, uh, <laughs> to cash in here? You know, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We got one more guy to go before you go. <laughs> your your uh, market yeah. is... He's very busy. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get you a good. Don't worry about it. We'll get you a good deal. Yeah, well, the last thing is Boris, speaking of Boris, he was getting the Rodon deal done with the Yankees while he was at the press conference for Yoshida with the Red Sox. Wow. If I read that right, he that's what happened. Yeah. During that day, he was at the press conference with Yoshida, answering all the questions and getting the Rodon deal done with the Yankees. 
That's incredible. Yeah, it's, I mean, that guy's, <laughs> he's hated by a lot, but he's good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. If you want your deal done, that's the guy you want to talk to. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> so that was episode 76 of Talking Rivals. You can find us at Talking Rivals on Twitter. Chris is covering everything Yankees. Also Jet stuff too, at CP7NY. Covering everything Red Sox at Patrick Trotty. Uh, you can find us talkingrivals.com. You can find us, thanks to Thomas Bryce, the station manager at Sportswire Radio, over at sportnarium.com backslash player. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, we always like to get a listen and a like, rate us, uh, ask us questions on Twitter, and we'll try and have some more um some more news for you before the end of this before the end of the year and sooner or later it's going to be 2023 and we'll be talking spring training but until then have a good holiday and uh, we'll see you next week happy holidays